nice to meet you. We're all glad you came. Won't you try and remember our name? Blood, Sweat, and Teal, a Fear of the Fin podcast. I'm C. I'm Kyle. And this is going to be like our season preview episode because preseason's been going on for a minute here. So uh, they just cut 16 more guys today. We're down to almost the final roster, which is exciting. Yeah, this preseason is kind of boring. It doesn't mean anything. I'm just like, (laughs) bring on the season, please. I just, I don't, uh, it's just like. You know it's coming around the corner, you know there's two weeks of it, and you just want it to get here. It's like, when do we get to the fireworks factory? Yeah, at the same time, I mean, like, the first two preseason games, and this is pretty much any team, it's all just kids. Like, it's kids and then, like, bottom pairing, bottom um, six guys. So You feel, like, you feel it, bad for some of the guys that are out there. You're like, ah, <laughs> you're not quite ready. Whoops. Yeah, so, like, it... It feels separate from, like, the rest of the season. Now that we're kind of getting into, okay, this is almost the complete roster with just some kids thrown in. It's like, I just lost my train of thought. <laughs> yeah, it's like you get to see what the team kind of shapes up towards. Um, you're, you kind of see how things are fitting together and stuff. Yeah, there's, like, a Helgavox or there's, like, a, a Gambrel, like, lurking around there. But you get to see how the main pieces fit together, like... For instance, yesterday we saw Kane, Joe, and Joe work together and see how they kind of are feeling each other out. So you get the little preview, but then you also get Wood rolling around on defense. You're like, oh, why are you here? <laughs> You're right. And it's it's nice to be able to kind of mix and match in games that don't matter. Like, I've enjoyed that aspect of it and that, like, any time a mistake is made, I'm like, thank God I am not, like, ripping my hair out at this. <laughs> Yeah, you, yeah. You see, you see a puck go by somebody, and you think in your head, "Well, that doesn't really matter. Who cares?" And then San Jose ends up putting up seven goals anyway. So you're like, "Oh, this is fun. This is great." <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. We have just a couple guys left that are like kind of cusp guys. The most interesting one, I would say, is Sasha Shemlevsky, who has not played in the preseason yet. So I'm not really sure what he's doing. Like he hasn't played, and he hasn't been sent down. Like, are they, like, just waiting it's, with him? Like, he's, like, a secret weapon? Yeah, it's the old, in basketball, when you're warming up in high school, you send out the guy that's 6'10", and you're like, wow, look how good, they have a huge guy, he's gonna kill us, and then he never gets off the pine, it's just an intimidation factor. Pete DeBoer is just keeping Sasha in the wings, be like, we have this really great prospect that he's gonna carve up the league, but we have no idea what's going on with him. Yeah, it's very weird. I'm also wondering if maybe he's injured, or like, or has, like, a minor injury, so he's just, like, practicing with the team, and, like, getting used to the organization and stuff, but, like... I don't yeah, know. and they I might. No, it's just, he it's so could, strange. but it, you think we would hear that there was a small injury to him because people have probably been asking. But I wonder if they just wanted to wait. They know they kind of they've seen him in the AHL for the last the, like the last like nine games last year. It's not a Chekovich situation where they knew they were sending him back. So maybe they're just waiting until the team is at more of a full strength. It's more of the main roster to see how he fits in with them. Because if you look, they Gambrell's still there, obviously, and. He's been moved around a bit, so I'm wondering if for the first three games they're giving Gambrell his shot twice at center, once at wing, to see how he goes, and then they're going to flip into Sasha just to see if he's a better fit. They're kind of they don't want to put both of them out there because they want to see how they mesh with the guys. Maybe this is just me 
brainstorming ideas. No, no, I think you might be onto something. Like, they've seen how Sasha works with the kids. <laughs> they've already seen that. They've seen him play with the AHL team. I don't think... Uh, in those first two games, I mean, obviously, like, Ivan really stood out, Ivan Chekovich stood out, but they also knew, like, he's not quite ready, we still want to see what he can do, you know, with this group of players, but he's not ready, so let's just get him back to juniors while they're doing, you know, their preseason stuff or whatever, and, and get him practicing with them so that he can win a cup with them. Sasha, I think, is a player who really does stand a chance to make the roster. It's kind of a dark horse situation, but he could. And so there's no harm in waiting because, like I said, they've already seen what he can do with a group of younger AHL-level guys. Yeah, that's that's exactly right. And you wrote a piece earlier in the week, uh, well, I guess last week, where you kind of highlighted some guys who stood out, some guys who were ghosts, some guys who didn't do anything, and, and notably Dylan Gambrell was a ghost. So um, yeah. it, it stands to reason that he might get subbed out and we'll see Shemolevsky in the lineup to see how he does to maybe take that spot away from Gambrell because that sh- transitions into my favorite prospect, which is Rook Chargé, and I'm, I, I don't see how he's not the 4C. <laughs> God, he's been amazing. Like, he, seriously, he was a monster in the game against Vegas. Like, he's just... He's, he's very talented. He's very talented and he just had concussion problems. That's the thing with yeah, him. Yeah, Absolutely. So I'm glad he yeah, I'm I, glad he's performing well and he's getting a chance because I am very excited for the Rorkasons. Shark shark Rorkasons, <laughs> I guess. The Rorkening. The Rorkening. <laughs> uh Rork Shark G. Oh, that's even better. <laughs> oh, that's worse. No, I think honestly the Chartier kind of forced Gambrell to wing in the last game because I think they've been really stuck on the Gambrella center because first of all they need centers. They really yeah. their center depth. Uh, Latunov got sent down today, so, like, their center depth is not great. Chris Tierney as ultimately kind of replaceable as he is. At the same time, they don't have that in the organization right now to replace him, so losing a center kind of hurt in that aspect. So, they, I think kind of the same way that they were stuck on Daniel Regan being, like, this fourth-line center. I don't know why, like, Pete is, like, if you're out of college, you're going to be our fourth-line center. Like, that is that's his he's a big school guy it's weird (laughs) like it's but you know whatever so i i think i guess you'd assume that if you've been playing at the collegiate level you've been playing center that you should be used to the position you know a lot of uh forwards and juniors kind of get moved around and and you know they're still young there's still time for them to learn by the time you get out of college you're a little bit older You've been playing the position for a while, kind of thing. So, I don't know. Maybe I'm just spitballing reasons that maybe Pete likes throwing them as fourth-line centers. <laughs> it's yeah. just a really weird thing. Yeah, so, and it, it might even just be a thing where that's all he's had the last couple of years. So it just seems that true. way. But, um, <laughs> yeah, maybe he just really loves NCAA guys. I, yeah. I'm not sure. But um, work pushed his way into 4C. There's no question yeah, about absolutely. it. absolutely. So I think that was their last-ditch effort to see, well, can Gambrell compete at this level right now? is throwing him on wing because Chartier just showed him up like so bad yeah, <laughs> it's, like, it's awesome and okay. Chartier in junior for Kelowna he notably when Kelowna went to the Calder or the Memorial Cup finals or they won it I'm unsure it was the year that Leon Dreisaitl got sent back after 40 games in the NHL and Leon Dreisaitl was his winger Leon Dreisaitl then famously won playoffs MVP in the scoring race because him and Rourke Chargé made sweet sweet music on the ice so a lot of people 
kind of thought that maybe he was just riding shotgun on a superior player's line sort of deal but um, it seems that he's the real deal and I really hope that his health is where it is because damn he's good yeah I'm, I'm actually really excited to see what he can do uh in that 4c position yeah and that, that's a, that's assuming suomela is gonna be the 3c which i think we I kind think of so. he he kind of struggled in that first game but after that he's been i think he's been pretty solid uh, i think they probably had a conversation with him like yo what are you doing <laughs> yeah and I, I think i think donskoy they probably him and donskoy probably went over to the side of the rink and spoke in some finish and he asked donskoy if he could try a little bit um and yeah, then donskoy see, that's did the thing. That is absolutely the thing. In that first game, every single veteran that was playing in that game on both teams just did not care. No, not at <laughs> like all. They were, they were like, yeah, whatever. And I think that included Donskoy. So I think uh, once Donskoy kind of turned it up, that that uh, Suomela was like, okay, all right. Yeah, and, and I'm happy with, uh, is it Suomela or Suomela? I don't, I don't Anti. know. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm happy with him at 3C, and then especially if we get Rourke at 4C, I'm good. I, I like that. I think I think that's kind of a, a nice little 3-4 spot to see who starts the season there. And I mean, we saw Goodrow at center briefly, so maybe he could always spot him if they get into trouble or whatever. But um, we kind of yeah. buried the lead. The The most notable prospect still in camp is uh, our boy. Ryan Merkley. <laughs> little baby Merks. Uh. Yeah, so proud of him. Uh, Laksha actually wrote today in the the article about you know sixteen players getting caught that he thinks Merkley is uh, learning about how NHL players conduct themselves, <laughs> <laughs> which I thought was a really funny like way to phrase that. But I I do think he he's got to get acclimated to what being an NHL player means, because I do think that was a big part of the conversation that, that Doug Wilson had with him, that, you know, obviously those attitude issues or whatever, that's more than just, like, rumors, that was, yeah. like, legit things that, that happened, and I think having him in that locker room at this age when he's still very young can only help him, so... yeah. And I, th- I think you hit the nail on the head. There was definitely conversations where they said, "You're not. A, you, this is the big time now." And I'm pretty yeah. sure. If, I'm pretty sure if you go back and read some of the interviews that Merkley gave, he said, along the lines, basically, I'm paraphrasing that this is a locker room of men and fathers and, and stuff like that. He can't. I'm pretty sure he said men and fathers, um, fathers and dads. So he can't be pulling. He can't be. The, I think he was just kind of implying that he can't be their child. He, he's right. if he wants to be at this level, he's got to be a man as well. So, I, I, if we can find it, we should post repost it again because it's yeah, pretty funny. Absolutely. But uh, he he kind of implied that he knows that there's an attitude adjustment, and I think if they keep him up for nine games, even if he doesn't play, he gets to travel with them because I'm pretty sure they head out to like Philly. Like yep. they play at home, the Ducks, and they head like right up to the East Coast. So it might be nice for him to get a taste of a, an NHL road trip, see what it's like. He can hang out with the guys and and see what it takes to be at this level. And then when they send him back, he knows what it's going to take at the next level. So I think it's kind of smart how they're playing this. Plus, it's not like he's been bad. He's been amazing. No, he's really good. <laughs> like that's he's really good. He is exactly as advertised. He's very good. Uh, I do think. That um, like I said, we had said there there have been conversations with uh, Doug Wilson and Pete DeBoer and this player. Obviously, that's uh, you know he's a very controversial pick, and part of that too is that he's been criticized for not playing defense. Like <laughs> I think one of his coaches literally said that like quote he does not want to play defense. Well, neither does Brett Burns. <laughs> so. so and he won a Norris. 
<laughs> and honestly, though, he's made some very defensively responsible plays. Like, I'm not, I mean, if you're looking at the preseason, Merkley hasn't been on the score sheet at all. I don't think he's even gotten an assist yet. I think he does. And did he get an assist? I think he has one assist. I'm not sure, but I think he does. I don't know. Keep going. I'll look in the background. But his offense, I mean, he's made some smart offensive plays as well, but really those are not the moments that are, are really standing out to me. There are times he's he's just made some really good defensive plays, and and I think that was part of their conversation too, was that, like, you have to be a defenseman. <laughs> like, yes. have Eric Carlson now, so if you can't score and play defense, that's going to be a problem. <laughs> yeah. But as far as the, the nine games go... I, I do kind of struggle to, like, I, I don't know if that's smart or not. I do think I agree with what you've said, that it would be smart in, you know, um, getting him to see what it's like and and his maturity and all of that. Although I could also see a situation where he goes back and he's like, well, I'm too good for all this, you know? Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah he but, definitely could. But I think he already thinks he's too good for all this. Well, yeah. <laughs> but I just can't see where he would slot into the lineup other than, I mean, sitting, um, let me look. He shoots right, so that would be shooting, uh, sitting, uh, Brendan, da, 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 da. No, wait, yeah, it would be Justin no, Braun. Justin Braun. <laughs> yeah, that would be Justin Braun. So it would be, again, the pairing of Merkley and Dylan, which oh, baby. was Give the to top me. defensive pair in the first preseason game and was a nightmare. Uh, we cannot play Brendan Dylan 20 minutes a night, guys. Like, whoever is still holding on to this Carlson and Dylan thing where all three defensive pairs, like, split even strength time, we cannot play Brendan Dylan 20 minutes a night. That can't happen. No. Please. Just, no. He, could, he couldn't do it a against a bunch of kids. Like, <laughs> 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 it can't happen. Yeah, I love him. It's, but, like, no. <laughs> it's, it's very clear that Vlasikson is should be a thing. But before we jump ahead, um, we yes. we should mention that Radic Simak uh, is still in camp because I think yes, um, he's been good. Though. He, like, he he's he, been good, and I, Tim Heat has not. So I think that's where they're getting yeah. calls from. Well, and the other thing too is that Simak has to clear waivers. So they so does might Heed, wait. right? Yes. So does Heed. Uh, so does Bebo. So I think Bebo. generally it's kind of close to camp, like or close to sorry, close to the start of the season that they, like, every team sends down all of their waiver guys kind of all at once so that no one claims them because you'd be a real dick if you claimed them off waivers when everyone's sending their waivers guys down. That happened today. At the same time. <laughs> so, so I think that, uh, that they might just be waiting. Yeah, you never know. And, I mean, I don't think they're going to send Heed down because I think they can get something for him. That's that's kind of the issue too. Is that he will bring something back, whereas I don't think Radic Simic will. Um, but right. But we'll see who the, like he does well, have the familiarity. I with mean, the there's big also club. the possibility that they carry one less forward and they carry eight D for a while, which oh, could happen. Amazing. <laughs> um, but that well, see that's that is would also be contingent on Ryan Merkley getting sent back. So. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see what they do. It's very interesting because the D is the strength, and the top six is fairly locked in, and everybody's battling for seventh, but you've got Heat and Simic seemingly head-to-head. -head. I'm more of a Heat guy because I think the offense is better. Uh, and then you've got Ryan Merkley. He's just being good. 
Um, yeah. Who I think we can both say <laughs> he's is... He's just happy to be there. He's, yeah, he's just... He's getting his sweet per diem and loving the ride. But I don't think either of us expect him to be there longer than the nine games. Um, no. It would be amazing if he just, like, lit the world on fire as an 18-year-old, but I don't think that's happening. No, I don't think it is either. Yeah, just as a plan. And there's one more player in camp, right? Yeah, Still. uh... You're going to make me say his name, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, I introduced him, so yeah. Yeah, they still have... Well, technically, there's two, because they, they have a Bebo, which we kind of oh, just yeah. briefly touched on. Um, and like I said, he has to clear waivers to go down. And then they have a recent draftee, Zachary Amon. Amon? Is that how... <laughs> <I'm> Amon. <laughs> He's French. We, we talked about this before the show. I cannot pronounce that name. So, uh, yeah, but he, he was drafted this year. And I honestly think they just have him so that they have four goaltenders to practice with during the the preseason. And yeah. he'll probably get sent down or sent back to the queue soon. Yeah, so. and especially because... Um what's-his-face, uh, the AHL already has... Or did Paddock get sent all the way to the back to the juniors? Who? Is it Max Paddock, the other goalie? No. I don't know. Um, the goalie, the goalie, the goalies are pretty Coronar. locked in. Oh, Coronash. Yeah, Coronash. That's who it is. But he, he also gets sent back. It. So. It's not an R. <laughs> a, a, yeah, Amon is just like a shooter tutor right now. Get some reps in because the goalie yep. pipeline is pretty stacked up in a pretty easy way to see. It's... Jones, Dell, Bebo, Karnash, various. So um, yeah. he'll go back, which is fine. Good for him for being there. But uh, really, it's the D that we kind of want to see how they shake out because yeah. it's kind of interesting um, to see what's going to happen there. Did you look up to see if he had, was on the score sheet at he's, all? He's not. No, I, I completely I made so. that up. <laughs> yep. I, 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 I wanted it to happen so bad, and it just didn't. But <laughs> Rourke Sharchi has like a million points in preseason, so good for him. Yeah, yeah, he's great. We'll kind of get into the defense line because uh, it seems confirmed that Eric Carlson and Mark Edward Vlasic are going to be D partners, which is <laughs> to to quote uh, Dom, whose last name I cannot pronounce. Lose a shizzle. No what I do? His what? Lose a shizzle. <laughs> is that how you say it? Oh my god! Uh, yeah. Good chart, chart boy <laughs> at the Athletic. Yeah, he said. What did he say? Uh, to the rest of the league, good luck. Yeah, he, he also had a great line where he said uh, they added, uh, they have the best offensive defenseman in Brent Burns and then added number two in Eric Carlson, and they also have Mark Edward Vlasic, Yowza, which is mm-hmm. just a great, like, punctuation mark, yeah. Yowza. <laughs> yowza. Uh, yeah, so so I, I like that pairing. I am very excited about that. That's going to be, I mean, I think it's going to be a situation where distinguishing between the top D pair and uh, second D pair is pointless. <laughs> I mean, they're going to be the, pretty much the same, right? It's yeah, be... I, and if anything from Pete's past, they're going to shelter Brent Burns and start yeah. giving him lots of ozone starts, and Vlasic Carlson has lots of D starts, but the difference is, Justin Braun is a great skater, but he couldn't be an outlet for breaking out of the zone, whereas Eric Carlson right. is a one-man one man army coming out of the zone, so Mark Edward Vlasic can corral the puck on defense, give it to Carlson, and we're off to the races. Yep. And uh, <laughs> I do think this is interesting because this is going to be the first year in a very long time that the the Sharks haven't had like a pure shutdown pair, and they're going to market Dylan Braun <laughs> as as the shutdown pair. <laughs> Come on, you know that that's what they're going to call. They're going to you know that's going to be what they are because really all that means is that neither of the guys on that pair can score. <laughs> uh, I believe that we saw Brendan Dillon have a career high in goals last year. And shots. Was it four? In shots. Have- yes, it was. Four goals. 
Yeah. Uh... And I mean, we make fun of Dylan and Braun, but that's better than some teams have on their second pair. That's so. true. See, I'd seen some people say that that's better than some teams' first pair, and no. really that's only true about Ottawa. <laughs> Anywhere else. <laughs> Anyone else. Uh, no, <laughs> like that's not true. Yeah. We are very much over-evaluating our own guys. Like, Brendan Dillon... He's made strides. Like, that's the thing. And it's hard. This is the same thing with Chris Tierney, like, that we talked about, where he's made strides. He's gotten better. Those are good things. However, <laughs> like, that's that doesn't make him Classic. a, you know, a top-pairing <laughs> defenseman. And we saw that, like I said, we saw that in the preseason, where it was him and Ryan Merkley, and he got outplayed by a bunch of kids. <laughs> like, yeah. A bunch of ducks, children. Uh, <laughs> <So>. Ducklings. <laughs> Some San Diego gulls, actually. Oh, goslings then. Ooh. No, a gull is still a duck, so they'd still be ducklings. <laughs> Whatever. So, uh, so yeah, I think it's gonna it's gonna help to have Braun and Dylan limited to you know ten minutes a night. <laughs> Twelve, yeah, and I mean, they're at home. They're gonna get sent over the boards against the. The Milan Lucic's and the crappy third lines of various teams. Like, Vegas's bottom six is horrifically bad. Um, for as much talk as they get there, their bottom six is really bad. So they'll see a lot of them. They're going to see a lot of fourth lines, things like that, where they're going to be sheltered a bit. Maybe some ozone um, starts in there. So it won't be as bad on the road. Other teams are going to try to pick on them. But at the same, yeah. same time, <laughs> as soon as they get in trouble or get out of the zone, you can send over Vlasic Carlson, Brent Burns, or Joachim Ryan. So, yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's yeah. like, it doesn't I mean, matter. Yeah, it's, uh, the defense looks great. Uh, yeah. That was another thing Dom talked about in his article, really, is that they have the best defense in the league by his model. Uh, granted, it's barely, is like, what, point four, point four, yeah, <laughs> above Nashville. Yeah. But still, and I mean, best he, defense yeah, in the league. It, it's awesome. Uh, he makes, sorry to cut you off, he makes a good point that the bottom pair is pretty bad, but... Yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll see. We'll see how Justin Braun does away from heavy, heavy, tough defensive minutes, um, because right. you never know. He could be all these projections and stats and stuff are based on him playing with Vlasic and getting absolutely caved in because you stay away from Mark Edward Vlasic. So right. who knows? He could be much better. And if he turns out to be much better than replacement level in the third line, then that 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 defense is not getting scored on. Yeah. Then again, Brendan Dillon is just a mountain of a man. So they might still... They're just going to pick on Justin Braun because he, he's little. <laughs> but he's such a good skater. He's a fabulous skater. That's true. He really is. God, as much as, like, I know that Justin Braun's declining, I just really like Justin Braun. Yeah, me too. I love Justin Braun. He's one of the, the OGs. He's one of the forgotten, like, back when the Sharks were, like, really good and then they started their decline into what they are now. Justin Braun has been around this whole time. He's, like, 32 or 33 or something like that. He's a, yeah, he's a, he, uh, all of his points came at even strength last year, too, which is just wild. <laughs> That's weird. Did he get any power play time? I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, he, no, no shorthanded points? Like, nothing? Nope, not even, like, which you would think he would be out there for, you know, like, for yeah, the Yeah, he played on the penalty kill. That, huh, that man, there would be The penalty kill is going to be sweet when Eric Carlson thro gets thrown over the boards, and he's like, here's an outlet pass to Jonas Donskoy. Uh, behind yeah. the defense, see you later. Or three on three with Burns, Carlson, and I don't know, pick any forward. Pavelski, did you hear? I think it was was it Pete DeBoer that said that because uh, they were practicing 
with Burns, Pavelski, and Carlson for three-on-three, and Pete made a joke that Pavelski's going to have to learn to skate backwards. (laughs) Yeah. He said that's the most defense he's ever played. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) The poor guy. It's so funny. If the Sharks win the draw and they get the puck, I don't see them turning it back over. over. Yeah, They're not losing a game in overtime this year. No, it's not happening. It's stupid. Like, Eric Carlson with (laughs) open ice is just unfair. Yeah, did you see that video of the Kings? I'll include this in the blog post so that everyone can see it if you have not, but the the video of the Kings versus the Senators in overtime, and Dowdy asks Dustin Brown if he wants to cover Carlson, and he's like, uh, no. no do you? You take it. <laughs> and Dowdy's like, no? Uh, no. <laughs> and Carlson's just laughing. It is so great. Yeah, it's, uh, it's gonna be awesome. I can't wait to... So imagine your options are Carlson or Brent Burr. <laughs> And then the forward like, is pretty good, too, because you're going to have, like, yeah. Couture or Pavelski or Kane or Thornton or Donskoy or Meyer or LeBanc. Jesus. It's going to be nuts. Yeah, it's going to be wild. So, going then into forwards, uh, another thing that Dom touched on was that the Sharks lack elite top-line talent, which... is fair. Yeah. <laughs> like, he, he... I don't think anyone would argue with that. No, and he, he did say that, like, Logan Couture is a first-liner, but, like just over the threshold which is fair that's exactly what Logan Couture is first liner and that's something we've said yeah that's exactly right and I mean he does make point out too that Evander Kane with better talent on a better team may get bumped up into a first line situation just because of the talent and stuff and the the ability to play with Joe Thornton he might also end up being a first line player but right now he's just a good second liner yeah well I mean he said too that if you look at just the sample size of him as a shark uh, last year that you know obviously that's a very small sample size mm-hmm. but that would put him into that that top line talent yeah but i don't think either of us think he's line. gonna get there but it, it's nice to know that there's that ability to possibly get there yeah yeah absolutely but then he's also got thornton who by all means is a third line <laughs> yeah that was the biggest thing is that Thor- joe thornton is line, firmly yeah. a, firmly a third liner at this point like a high-end third liner but he's a third liner and he also said that the age regression for pavelski is like has the potential to hit very hard that with his model um which the sharks it should be noted and i will get yelled at if i don't mention this the sharks have defied aging curves that is something that has happened they have produced above the rate of their aging curves yes so that all being said that can't happen forever and Pavelski like I think he said it it was the like 2.6 wins or 2.3 wins yeah, 2.4 difference something yeah somewhere in there I don't remember I'm not looking at it right now uh but yeah like that's significant amount just based on Pavelski's age like yeah. it's gonna be rough <laughs> yeah and 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 I mean again everything it's kind of weird because the Sharks preview he had them at eighth uh, as like the last tier of contenders more of a dark horse contender but every time he pointed something out there was also a caveat on it like again with Joe Pavelski he had hand surgery at the beginning of training camp last year then broke his hand so he played with a janky arm all year and was pretty bad so there might be a bounce back just because he's not broken anymore and then the age so we don't really know what's gonna kind of happen with him so it's kind of weird where you think he'd be getting older but he might bounce back a little bit because he's not injured it's very strange right well and people have pointed this out too that you know this is the first time really in about two years that we've seen a healthy joe thornton Eh, about a year and a half we'll say but you know 
I, here's the thing, like, when you're looking at healthy Joe Thornton now at, what, 38 years old? Yeah. Versus 36-year-old Joe Thornton, that right there, those alone are two different things. But this is also healthy Joe Thornton after his knees have had to heal. <laughs> and your body changes. When you go through major injuries, like, those parts of your body change. Like, that's just how it is. Like, things heal weird or differently, and... Yes, granted, he has amazing doctors, I'm sure. But, like, it just happens. Like, bodies are weird. That happens. So, Joe Thornton, healthy 100% now, is still not going to be exactly the same as healthy Joe Thornton two years ago. So, even if he still manages to defy the age curve, chances are it's not going to be by as much as he did previously. Yeah. Joe Thornton is going downhill, and there's no way to stop it in his defense. I'm the defense guy. It's awesome. <laughs> um, uh, he was on like a 60-point pace last year. So we'll see. If he, can, if he can keep that up again, I would be shocked and astonished. But he still is a very good play driver uh, in his own right, yeah. which is good. That's a good thing to have. But, yeah, I agree with you. It's like two knee surgeries and he's 38, 39 years old. It's, it's tough to see him keep I mean, going, but he is Joe Thornton. Yeah, and we saw that last year, too, with back-to-backs that he – had a hard time and it's like yeah that's like my grandpa out there <laughs> like let the man sleep in <laughs> yeah he's, he's an old man like back to backs would be hard like yeah so we'll see again he's gonna actually be healthy for them this year so we'll see if that helps but yeah uh that's just kind of something to look out for but at the same time you know we know that doug wilson's not done he's he's out there yeah, he's, he, he's, he's grinding. He's he's by he's his own by their hustling. own admission. He's not uh, he's not done. <laughs> um, and another good thing is that even though San Jose doesn't have the top end talent, they're stocked with second liners: Hurdle, Donskoy, yeah, yeah. who both play defense. Yeah. Meyer, Meyer, Hurdle, Couture might be like a 60, 60, 60 point line where they all have sixty points in some fashion. Yeah, um, they have looked absolutely dynamite in preseason that's 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 the true first line that's going to be a load because you've got two big boys on the wings and logan couture doing his thing down the middle i i hope they don't get stuck in too much of a defensive role but they are going to be monsters yeah well and that line's going to be a lot faster than the top line of oh Thorne. my god it'll be like somebody walking versus somebody jogging <laughs> <laughs> or a sprint it'll be ridiculous yeah. <laughs> And and honestly, I think we're going to have a pretty solid bottom six as well. I mean... I really uh, like the third line. Yeah, well, and Dom doesn't really have a lot of data to go on for Suomela and for... Uh, well, he he said Jonas Donskoy is vastly underrated. Yeah, and so, he didn't even have Suomela you know. the, on the sheet, so... No. I like it. LeBanc is... We see that LeBanc can score. Donskoy is severely underrated. Suomela and him are friends. Yeah, we didn't mention that like in the preseason, but Kevin LeBanc has looked so good. <laughs> like, He's your boy. He's the future face the franchise right oh yeah absolutely <laughs> <laughs> i like kevin lebank so i i'm excited i mean at the same time it, it just kind of reminds me of you know when he got sent down at the beginning near near the beginning of last year wasn't it or somewhere like something like that this is yeah and he came back a lot more confident and i think sometimes dunking on uh <laughs> ahl players makes him feel good about <laughs> didn't himself. he have like a goal and like two assists or something absolutely out- outrageous and like 17 yeah, shots yeah, yeah. or something stupid like that in his first game <laughs> yeah, he's, yeah he's so good yeah and then he's awesome that i think that third line is going to be underrated and going to be a key to winning a lot of games um if they can yeah. play like look at pittsburgh when they won two cups in a row their third line was like benino kessel and Haglin. that's really <laughs> <Jesus>. good <laughs> Yeah, I, I 
I think that uh, I trust Doug Wilson to make some good moves, and yeah, and, and we'll see. Like, Who knows? I like. I like where this team's at. I mean, they're projected to get close to 100 points. Like, pretty much every model has them uh, hovering around 100 points, either 99 or 101, kind of, in that area. So, I think they're going to do better than that. Granted, all, apparently, all Sharks fans think they're going to do better than that. But I think that what's going to help them is that the Pacific Division is a mess, and they're going to get a lot of points. Yeah, after, I think there's a big two. Um, it pains me to say this, but Las Vegas is, you have to respect what they did, um, last year and and say that they're going to be good, even though they're not (laughs) a regression. So I think there's a big two. And then after that, throw a dart at a dartboard. Who knows? Well, and I think Dom had the Sharks as the best in the Pacific. Yes. I'm pretty sure. He did. And he also made the case that the cup run is there because they can ease through the Pacific and then play a depleted Winnipeg or Nashville in the Western Conference Finals and make it to the Cup. Right. Um, so he did. He laid out like the case that the West is theirs for the taking just by virtue of playing in the Pacific. And it really just depends on how Vegas pans out this year. How how hard Flurry regresses. How how much William Carlson regresses. How much they miss uh, Nate Schmidt for twenty games. Right, and I think that uh, yeah, that's going to be huge. Uh, but oh geez, who did they lose? They lost Neil and someone Perron? else. Yes. And they got Stasny and who else? Who's the other Pacioretty. one? Just that? I thought there was another one. Nope. And Those are two really good players to get, but... Yes! I thought there was someone else, though, but I think, I want to say it was Dom, but it might have been someone else said that they only got, like, just a little bit more than than what they lost, like, in terms of production, looking at those yeah, players. Yeah, because, because Neil and Perron had crazy seasons last year. Right. So, and, and Stasny's kind of old. He's in his mid-30s, so, so we'll see Patrick how that though. pans I mean, out. too, I mean, he's not that old. But he's 30 or 30. Yeah, he's 30. he's a little bit older than Logan Couture, which also Dom mentioned that Couture's kind of one that the age is going to come for soon, too, you know? Like, so so you're looking at those players and, and uh, you know, it, it just depends. Like, I think Vegas had a wild year last year. <laughs> uh, William yeah. Carlson is not going to shoot at 23. 24%. 24. Oh, Jesus. Not, yeah, that's not happening again. So. No. I mean. And they're, like I said earlier, their bottom six is horror awful um it's not good so oh i guess they lost tatar too because uh, oh, yeah. they traded him to montreal <laughs> i'm sorry how did you just say um, his name tatar is, that is not how you say that thomas tatar tatar is it tatar it's tatar oh, whatever. it's ab- the same thing come on i'm from michigan it's tatar he's not from michigan though he played for the red wings dude yeah, it doesn't. It's a Michigan people have an accent. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, double T's. Uh, he left to uh, triple T's, I guess. Uh, he left to Montreal. So I whatever. But he d- he got benched in the in the playoffs anyway. So their bottom six isn't good. Their bottom of their defense is still rocking some weird names. So I don't know. I think the jury's more out on them than people want to believe because they're still holding on to the yeah cup well, run I mean, vestiges. Isn't like. I mean, they do they still have Spiza? Luca? Yeah. I th- no, I think he's gone. I thought so too, but like they still have England. John, right? John Merrill is still there. Is <laughs> England still like their second? Oh yeah. Or third defenseman? Like he's he's pretty high on the the food chain as far yep. as defensemen go. Like yikes. So. And Shea Theodore is still holding out in camp, so he'll get <laughs> into camp eventually. But he's not there yet, so that's kind of a big sign. So I think that there's more question marks around Vegas than there was. Yeah, and I think last year they banked a lot of points at the beginning of the season and had a lot of momentum from that. I think they're going to have a problem 
getting those points early in the season, and that's something that every hockey player I've talked to at the start of the season, that is, like, number one thing, because you you want to get those points early on because everyone is fighting for those points at the end of the season. So Yeah, and everybody everybody hits a swoon somewhere in the season. It's mm-hmm. a long ride, so you need those points. After Vegas, I I don't know who it's going to be. I have literally no idea. <laughs> I think the Kings and Ducks are like mediocre average teams. I think the that Kings could got go either way. slightly better. They got Kovey. Kovalchuk is still good. Yes. Whereas the Ducks didn't do like anything. Like, they're getting Patrick Eves back. You know, he's healthy again, Woo. which, thank God, you know. like Yeah, just, good good for him for being healthy, but it's not like they're getting, no, like, it's not like I he's mean, burning like, down the first line. Yeah, like, cool, you're getting, what, a third liner back? Like, cool. That's, yeah. Whatever. But uh, that's about it. That's about all they've done. They're testing out all these kids during camp because, well, that's about what they had last year. <laughs> like, we'll see. I mean, they're yeah. going to be healthy again. That's the thing. They're all going to be healthy again. But, because that was their problem last year, is that no one was healthy. But, I mean, they had a lot of players struggle last year. Corey Perry I, was not himself, and... Uh, he may never be again, so that's fine. Yeah. Uh, you know, a lot of their core guys are getting older. you got Kessler, Getzlaff that are older. Ryan Miller's older. Like Fowler's getting older. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, it's just... I, I think the the Ducks standing pat was kind of a... Kind of a weird choice. Yeah, bad move on um, their part, unless they're just going to let a lot of their kids in. But we'll see what happens. Yeah, which, who knows? I, I'm not too worried about them. Just like the Kings, yeah, they got no, Kovalchuk, but I, yeah, whatever. I think, um, Jeff Carter's ankle is still all messed up, so that's kind of a big blow to them. Yeah. I'm not really too worried about them. No. I'd be more worried about the two Alberta teams making a charge. Yeah. Edmonton still has Connor McDavid, so even though they have Chia <laughs> Pete running the show up there doing nothing... Yeah, they but like, still they have, have Connor McDavid. They have Milan Lucic, and they also have Milan Lucic, who who does not want to be there and knows. Or well, I mean, he I'm sure he wants to be there because he's playing with Connor McDavid. But like, he knows that they don't want him there anymore, and like, it's yeah, just kind of like it's bad. They have they have some good players. In, <laughs> no, 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 and like they still have Chris Russell, Oscar Kleffbaum. Let's hope he's healthy, but who knows? Todd McClellan did the classic Todd McClellan and ran Cam Talbot straight into the ground. Yeah, so, so I'm not afraid. The of jury's them, still out. But I'm not afraid either. I'm afraid of Connor McDavid and Leon Draisaitl down the middle one too. Yes, because yeah. they're good hockey players. But I'm not afraid of them as a team. I think Calgary's kind of interesting because they did some maneuvering, but they got rid of good players. Right, that's the thing. Like they lost Dougie Hamilton, who's really good. Yeah. He's like <laughs> like a fringe Norris level defenseman. Right, so. I just don't know. I, I I don't see them being significantly better than last year. Like I, I right. don't see them being, you know, like a fringe playoff third team, in the Pacific. You know, like, uh, I don't know. Well, somebody's got to be third. That's true. What about uh, Arizona? What do you think? What's going to go happen with them? I'm notoriously down on Arizona just because they're Arizona, right? <laughs> so by, by virtue but, of existing, I'm down on Arizona. But, uh, yes, exactly. They they went to the Western Conference Finals in 2012 and have done nothing. But that being said, a lot of people, especially on our website, have beat the drum for anti Ranta. Yeah. Being good, yeah, yeah, which yeah. he was good at the end of last season, and they have some in pieces like um, Jakob Kikrin. Or Jacob Kekrin <laughs> on defense is young and he's good. Um, they made some interesting moves like Galchenyuk's a nice little mm-hmm. uh, add to the team. Vinny Hinnestros is a nice little add to the team. Um, so if they can kind of, Oliver Ekman Larson's still there. So if they can kind of put that stuff together and 
have a little bit of sustained success. It wouldn't surprise me to see them nab the third in the Pacific, but again, I just don't know because they're I, I Arizona. I don't see it happening, but if it did, I like I'd be like, okay, well, I guess I can see how they got there. But especially yeah, I, with the Pacific I, I, being as weak as it is. But I see exactly. them more like, as fighting for a wild card, card spot. I don't see them necessarily at the bottom of the Pacific this year. Um, no, I think I think Vancouver, Vancouver is safe in the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> because Vancouver. Uh, which I don't even know that there's really anything to say there. Just Vancouver. Well, Elias Patterson might win the Calder. He's True. really freaking good. Bless his heart. That, that's it. And they have Brock Besser. Well, uh, and uh, you know who's a sneaky underrated little guy to watch is jonathan jonathan dolan yeah ottawa traded him to vancouver for alex burroughs for some reason <laughs> um, and he's like a swede and he's friends with patterson so i that's gonna be a nice little like one two is with if you have horvat and besser on line one and then patterson and dolan on line two like and berchi maybe thrown around in there it's not bad but then again i don't even know who plays defense for them yeah, well, and they picked up Roussel, who, like... Oh. Which, he's good. He, you know, I think he's declined in terms of, like, overall production, but not, like, sharply. I don't remember off the top of my head. Um, I watched him a lot with Dallas, and that just makes me nervous because he's very fighty. Like, very fighty. Yeah, but he fight he fights kind of in a way that, like, you would expect him to fight. It's not like a Corey Perry, like, in a spear you in the nuts and skate away no, kind of fighting. No, but... I don't like guys like I'd that coming into my division because I don't. Yeah, I just want to put everyone in a plastic bubble when they play Vancouver. Now. Yeah, and I, I think that's fair. But I think that's fair to say. Um, other than that, Vancouver's pretty shitty. Are we forgetting anyone <laughs> in the division? I think we got. I them was all. just thinking that because I feel like we are, but at the same time, everybody's. Co- we got all besides, the California teams. And, yeah, we got Arizona. Uh huh, and Vegas, Calgary, and then we got the three Canadians. Are there three? There's oh, yeah. eight. There's eight. Yeah, there's yeah. three. Um, <laughs> I forget Edmonton. That's the problem is that <laughs> they all kind of blend together because Sharks and the Knights have separated themselves. Yeah. And then everybody else is kind of on a treadmill, I guess. I don't know. Like If you if you put a gun to my head right now and said, who do you think is going to be third? I'd probably say Edmonton. Really? Because they have Connor McDavid. Yeah. Well, they, how many 100-point seasons is Connor McDavid going to put up without making the playoffs? Fair. I would say Kings. I think that's just... Yeah. I mean, they... You, you could talk me to every team but Vancouver. Yeah. I, you know, the Kings still have pretty solid defense. They still have good goaltending, so I think that they can steal a couple a games point. that way. And Yeah, that's a good point. I think they're they're pretty well third. I think it might be a year where uh, central teams kind of end up pushing uh, some Pacific teams out of the wild card spot. Yes. Agreed. Like, at Nashville, Winnipeg are going to finish 1-2, and then you've got St. Louis definitely making it in there, Dallas, Colorado. Minnesota. Um, I think Minnesota Dallas Minnesota maybe, but Chicago, Chicago sucks. Dallas is not going to be good this year. But we're not doing something <laughs> central. No, 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 no. That, that's too – but I, I could but see yeah, where yeah, yeah. maybe like a like a Phoenix or a Calgary sneaks into a wild card spot because they, the central cannibalizes each other, yeah. like those mid-tier centrals. But I could also see central sending five. Yeah, I, I just don't think the Pacific is that great. It's competitive because they all suck, and San Jose notoriously plays down to the competition. But referencing Dom one last time, <laughs> all of this is also taken with a grain of salt because Eric Carlson could come in there and reinvigorate the entire franchise. True, and th- uh, you know that's and send them to the finals. Totally a, an underrated thing to to talk about, but you you just don't know the kind of impact that that changing up a locker room that massively can have. 
So I yeah, and he's a at least he's a veteran, and he's coming into a veteran locker room where Eric Carlson, the pirate, is not even going to make a dent yeah. in the personalities. <laughs> Absolutely. So like that's the thing. Brent Burns talked about how like they they just want him to be himself, and and he's kind of a weirdo. Like if you look at his Instagram and look at through his Halloween costumes, Eric Carlson always <laughs> wears a dress, and it's wonderful. <laughs> so like. <laughs> <laughs> he's awesome uh, and he's not he's not gonna have the weight of an entire franchise on him and he's not gonna have a letter probably so no and you're gonna, it makes it a little bit easier for him to just slot in play hockey right you got a guy who's gonna rack up the points you're gonna get excited about that and you're gonna want to yeah you know oh for sure elevate elevate your play so i think that i do think that that's that's something that could just make the yeah. sharks blow everybody out of the water Yep, so if you had to order the Pacific 1 to 8, what is it? Go right now. Oh, Jesus. I have this Off the top of your head. written somewhere. Uh, Sharks winning. Yep. Vegas. Yep. Los Angeles. Okay. Oh, Anaheim. Ooh. I know. Halfway uh, home. Arizona. Calgary. Edmonton, Vancouver. <laughs> Amazing. I think I would go Sharks... Vegas. Even though I originally had, I was very bullish on Vegas not making the playoffs this year. The Pacific just sucks too much. So, <laughs> yeah. Sharks, Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard. Kings. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Kings, Phoenix, I'll say. Or, sorry, Arizona. Whoops, there's a slip. Um, <laughs> Arizona. Then I'll go Edmonton, Calgary, Vancouver. Is that the yeah. one? Yeah. Right. Oh, I missed Anaheim. I missed Anaheim. Oh, you did. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, Sharks, Sharks, Vegas, Kings, Phoenix, Calgary, Anaheim, Edmonton, Vancouver. I guess just, the bottom like, is kind of a mishmash. Around Calgary and Edmonton the same time around, and when you threw in the Ducks. But oh, I don't know. All they're the, all the same. They're, they're all, like yeah. the same franchise. Um, it, uh, it's going to be weird. Sam it is, is going to lose a game or two to like each of them and be like, "What are they doing?" But I don't think it's going to be a competition. Um, no. Yeah, I think the Sharks are in a good spot coming into the season. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so we'll do a little housekeeping here. Uh, first of all, going to apologize because I sound just awful. and I, I have been very sick this week, so my voice is still kind of recovering from just a really awful chest cold. Uh, yeah, we still gave you the hot <laughs> content that you crave. <laughs> I'm here talking, even though it is just an absolutely dreadful experience for me right now. <laughs> so, <laughs> by the time I get this edited and posted, we still won't have new artwork done, but that's cool. We're still going to count this as our first episode of season two. Yeah. It's just... See, it, episode 20. It's coming. It's going to be great. Uh, I'm really excited about it. I've got all the concepts and stuff from Molly, so it's going to look awesome. I'm really excited. This year, we're going to try to record weekly. If nothing else, we're gonna we're gonna aim for bi-weekly, but the the real goal is weekly. So, with and that, on Sundays, huh? And on Sundays, yes, uh, we're recording Sunday nights, and um, well, not necessarily Sunday nights. Depends on our schedules. But with that, with us getting this a little more structured, kind of, I, I kind of want to do focused segments a little bit more than we did last year we did kind of some some of it a little bit with our bold predictions and stuff which were awesome and really fun uh but something i want i want to get more questions from you guys because we really got like one or two questions over last year so if you have questions or if you have something you want us to talk about on the show 
you know, we'll 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 talk about NHL stuff too. I mean, this is a, it, oh yeah, especially you know, if you're a Sens fan, let yeah. us know. We, <laughs> yeah. we, we'll have got, a Sens check for you. If something happens in the world of hockey that you want to to hear the uh, sweaty teal group talk about <laughs> the bloody sweaty teal group talk about um, Ew. <laughs> what you can do is send us an email to fear the fin at gmail.com put in the subject line bst you know you can put question comment whatever uh and and i'll i'll mark those so that we have those when we're recording but yeah if you have anything you want us to cover any questions that you have for us or just you know what you want uh, questions about the sharks or whatever any of that throw it in there uh you can also find us on twitter at bs and teal and send us stuff that way so that's kind of my plan for the season we're we're still gonna have a lot of the same stuff i think we're still probably gonna do bold predictions i think this year we're gonna really like actually track those <laughs> so yeah i can put them i have a google doc made up so yeah it'll be a fun time so that's all i've got kyle do you have anything you want to plug <laughs> Uh no no you're not not doing anything I, I'm more of a I'm more of a regular season kind of guy uh, yeah I'm not in, I'm not in it for the preseason so once the regular season comes then I'll plug something uh I do have mini announcement it's not really a full like announcement thing because it's been in my Twitter bio so like whatever uh but I am going to continue writing for the SB Nation NHL main site so that's really exciting Woo! congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I'm excited. I wrote for them during playoffs, so you can look for some preseason content from me, and then throughout the year, I will be at sbnation.com slash NHL. Just kind of look go, for- Everybody go read it so that C can get a job in, in sports and get paid tons <laughs> of money and become famous, and then remember us all when she's gone and long gone. God. And famous. Get us free tickets to games. That's your goal. <laughs> Jesus. All right, so uh, the last thing real quick, I want to say thank you to the Honey Wilders for letting us use their song Isle Wild as our intro and outro. They are a Bay Area band. You can find them on Twitter, on Spotify, iTunes, all that jazz. They're really good. Go check them out. Give them a listen. Yes, please go. Their keyboard please player listen. writes for us sometimes, so he's good. Try to figure out which one it is. Yeah, <laughs> we're not going to tell you. <laughs> yeah, so I think that's it. This has been Blood, Sweat, and Teal. I'm C. I'm still Kyle. <laughs> And Eric Carlson is a San Jose shark. <laughs> <laughs>